My favorite example is the hand hygiene story. Hand hygiene rates in American hospitals 15 years ago were abysmal, 10, 20, 30%. Over the last decade or so, we've worked hard on it in many places by improving the system and educating people have brought their hand hygiene rates up to 60, sometimes 70, 75%. And with it, we've seen a major decrease in healthcare-associated infections. It's a, by and large, a success story. However, there are many places whose hand hygiene rates have risen to the 60% range or so and gotten stuck. And I'll go to those places periodically and I'll say, how you doing? And they'll say, well, we're stuck at 65%. I'll say, what are you doing to address that? And they say, oh, we're approaching that as a systems problem. And then I have to tell you, I walk around the wards and there are gel dispensers every three feet and every computer screensaver is some disgusting pussy wound. And on the walls and the elevators and the floors are pictures of clinical leaders cleaning their hands, looking like they're having a party. And I have to say that the system seems pretty good. And when I hear that a 60% hand hygiene rate is a system problem, I have to tell you that my BS detector goes off because it actually doesn't feel in those circumstances like a system problem. It feels like an accountability problem. It feels like a problem in which we've made the system pretty darn good, and yet individual clinicians cannot clean their hands and nothing happens to them. To me, we have to address that. We have to figure out ways of tackling the individual transgressions, creating a culture in which we focus mostly on systems. But when there is a system that's really good and the safety practice important, we do not tolerate, we do not allow individual clinicians to opt out to have the right of individual veto anymore because that is not a safe system nor a just culture.